2: It's the music. You're doing the music, right? Yeah. Hold on live. Alright, hold on. I'm digging up the music here. I just had a second ago. Hold on a second ago. We're gonna get the music here. Okay, here. Alright, hold on. Alright, I'm I'm getting the music, so bear with me here folks.
1: Uh good day Christmas part of the album. You can play Christmas uh
3: nothing
0: do. Good day, eh? In case you thought like I wasn't on this part. Oh, I guarantee you'd be on. Okay, so good day. This is the Christmas part and we're gonna tell you what to get. Uh the true love of Christmas. Look out the window. Where? What are you doing? Snow on oh, his head. head. And hey, hold it. What? Uh, here's the quiz. Quiz for dust. Okay, I have my thinking toque on. Yeah, right. What are the 12 days of Christmas? Um, out, right,
3: Christmas,
0: uh, the 25th. Right, what's the 24th
3: Christmas Eve, right? That's, and
0: that's two. two. And then what's after that? Uh, uh wrestling day. So, yeah. Boxing day, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, three. I know. What's after that? New Year's. Four. New Year's Eve. Five. Okay. Where do you get 12? Uh, There's two Saturdays and Sundays in there. That's four. That's nine. And three other days, which I believe are the mystery days. There's lots of ideas in here, so listen and don't get stuck. By the way, that's me on the organ. You start. On the second day of Christmas, my true love gave to me two turtlenecks. On the day my true love gave to me two turtlenecks. That There should be more there, eh? fourth day of Christmas my true love gave to me four pounds of back bacon two turtlenecks in a tree see, you need more four pounds of back bacon two turtlenecks in a tree Christmas my true love gave to me six packs of two-fourths Four pounds of back making, two turtlenecks in a tree,
3: okay?
0: Nice gift, oh, six back to two four. Four pounds of back making, two turtlenecks in a tree, Whew. this should just be the two days of Christmas, it's too hard for us. Go host On the eighth day of Christmas, MacKurla gave me a comic book, seven packs of, smoke, packs of smoke, six packs of two for.
3: packs a two for five, five, and a beer on my feet. Okay, day twelve.
0: Good day, and welcome to day twelve.
3: Five,
0: Nine, two, Fifth, four, two. Four pounds of back bacon, three French toast, two turtleneck, and a beer in a Where did you learn to do that? Boy, so like that's our song.
1: Welcome to WCW US.
4: I'm back, bitches, King of the VOGTS. By my side, my good brother, J.D. the Iceman. Yes. How are you tonight, my friend?
2: I am doing very well. I had a good Thanksgiving, and of course, with the Christmas season just around the corner, it's only fitting, however, that the good brothers and the McKenzie brothers give us a little uh, 12 days of Christmas in their beer.
4: That's right. Beer's on on the table tonight. Yes, it is. All right, we're going to go back to uh, World War III, 1996, November 24th, 1996, from the Norfolk Scope, Norfolk, Virginia. Attendance was 10,314. All right. The Ultimate Dragon, with Sonny Ono, defeated Rey Mysterio to retain the J-Crown Championship 13 minutes and 48 seconds.
2: Yes. And, of course, the Ultimate Dragon was very famous around this time. Of course, you talk about a guy who, uh, of course, had nine belts at one time, however. I mean, he had a plethora of belts, however, and he was a very big name in... Course, this was he was very...
4: the motherfucking goat.
2: Yeah, he was. I mean, he he could defend it against anyone, whether it be Ray Malenko, Eddie, Jericho. I mean, he had a good in Sonny Ono, who we've had on our show before. And uh, yeah, you talk about a very good opening to start the show. However, this was definitely a very exciting show, to say the least.
1: Yes, it was. Uh, I love the Ultimate Dragon
4: fighting. Ed Ray yes. Mysterio, what could you say? He was uh he's another goat in the industry. Yes. Uh they're both goats in my mind, uh both uh, ultimate cruiserweight uh guys going at it and yep. uh it was uh, a great matchup. Indeed. Next on the docket is the guy from Canada. And he'll put you on the list. Chris Jericho defeated Nick Patrick in eight minutes and two seconds.
2: Yes, and of course Nick Patrick was known to be very heelish at this time, going with Hall and Nash and Bischoff in the NWO group. Jericho was tired. He of was eating.
4: NWO for life.
2: Yes, he was. And Chris Jericho was one of those guys that felt shafted by Nick Patrick sometimes, because a lot of people thought Nick Patrick always.
4: Chris Jericho hated the NWO.
2: Oh yes, he did. He he was he he had respect for some of them, but not all of them, and he was not a big fan of Patrick. And Patrick, of course. His father is the legendary assassin, Jody Hamilton, who was a member of the first Star K back in 83. And he tried his luck in WWE for a while. I mean, this is a guy. Didn't Jody
4: Hamilton uh, train uh, Kevin Nash?
2: I think so, yeah. If memory if serves me, I do believe so, yes. I think he was yeah. one of them. That sounds right to me, yeah. Let me take a look here. Uh, yes, he did. Yes, he did, actually. You are correct.
1: There you go, eh? Yes. N.W.O. for life. Yes, <laughs> I thought that match was pretty good, uh
2: mm-hmm. very good.
4: Jericho hated anybody that was so well, almost almost hated everybody. Uh, he got it. he got over it due uh, you know, in life.
2: Well Jericho like now,
4: a, uh, talks to like Scott Hall and Kevin Nash and all that yep.
2: but Well Jericho also but back a then he was
4: being he was being shafted, he was being oh, stuck yeah. in the Cruiserweight division all his career in W C W.
2: Yeah, I mean he, he felt he could be the main eventer.
4: He could have been, Well, he was a main eventer in WWE, yep. but he wasn't yep. a main eventer in uh, WWE because they stuck him at the cruiserweight division. Yep. And he made his own thing about with the Goldberg thing, remember?
2: Yep. And of course, he had that feud with Saturn, which Saturn had to wear the dress for a while. He also had his own bodyguard, Ralfus, if you remember back in the day. However, that
4: was that was. You know what? Uh, that shit back in the day was. So great that mm-hmm. Chris Jericho did with Ralphus and
2: Oh it was. It's his
4: hair and yep. he just didn't give a shit no. and he didn't care. He wanted to get no. fired. He's like I'm a W i am want to be a WWE guy, W W F guy, whatever. I just want I want that's what everybody works for, right? In the yep. business, in the wrestling business. Yep. Like doesn't matter if you're R O H or whatever. You right. if you're a indie wrestler and yep. you're growing up, you wanna be that guy that joins WWE.
2: Yeah, you want to be in the big leagues. You want to be in the big, upper big leagues, like the major league level. And like I said, a lot of guys got their breaks at the time. A lot of these guys came away from WWE around the time. I mean, WWE was uh, not yet quite putting a chink into the Monday Night Wars, but uh, WCW was just blowing everyone off the ball, and it would continue on for another year or two.
4: That's right. Yes. All right, the Giant defeated Jeff Jarrett in six minutes and five seconds.
2: Yeah, talking about a very strange coincidence. The Giant, of course, the year before, however, had had quite a start to his rookie career in 95 by taking the WCW title away from Hulk Hogan. Of course, he was a member of the NWO Black and White Group. Jeff Jarrett, of course, was trying to butter up Ric Flair and the Horseman by becoming a uh, sort of a uh, look a new member and uh he had come by way of WWE, of course, and then, of course, he went back to WWE again a couple times. However, mind you, because he felt he never got the proper respect he deserved. It, it wasn't until, like, late 90s, early 2000, when he finally came back full circle with Vince Russo and Ed Ferrara to Atlanta, and they decided to do their version of Crash TV But at the time, Jeff Jarrett was floundering at this point. He really couldn't catch a break, it seemed like. He thought he could with the Horsemen, but some people just really couldn't stand him at the time.
4: And you know what? The funny thing is, I thought... Jeff Jarrett was very underrated. I thought he was a great uh character. I thought he was a great wrestler. I I'm a big fan of Jeff Jarrett. I still mm-hmm. am. I know there's not a lot of people out there that Certainly. are fans of Jeff Jarrett, but Yep. Uh and he's having some uh struggles uh right now. Um, yes. I think maybe he's over them. I don't know. Uh but Jeff Jarrett in my eyes will always be a great wrestler. He was a great entertainer. So it's whatever. You have problems. Everybody has problems. But sure. uh, he'll get over it and he'll be all right. Certainly. Yeah, but one thing uh, like, it's, well, it's not funny, I guess, but Karen Jarrett, uh, Angle was with her. He drank. He became alcoholic. Jeff Jarrett was, yep. is with her. He became alcoholic. So is the problem them or is the problem her?
2: I would say it's her because, I mean, she drove it to him. I mean, you think about all the crap that she pulled back in the day, I mean, with Kurt and
4: I think everything. She's just a, a really bitchy woman. Like she Yeah,
2: I she's very, very... You know, she wants,
4: wants and if she doesn't get it, then uh, she, you know, she... Because the way she acts and, oh, the way she acted and impact and stuff, she was just... Uh, I mean, lady, and I don't oh, yeah. know, but Big time. that's that's what i seen, like, you know, Kurt Angle became an alcoholic, and now Jeff Jarrett's having problems, so.
2: mm-hmm. Certainly, yeah. And he got
4: rode off, he got, like, they got fired from uh, Impact, and they took away the GFW and all that, so yep. hopefully he can get back on track and get GFW going again.
2: Yeah, that's what he says he's trying to do. However, I mean, he hasn't been on TV in a couple months, and I know he's got a lot of personal issues right now, so we're hoping for the best for him.
4: Oh, well, let's, let's hope he gets uh, back to uh, his old, and hopefully he can overcome this.
2: Certainly, yes, no question.
4: All righty then, next on the docket is the Harlem Heat, Booker T, Stevie Ray, with Sister Sherry defeated the amazing French-Canadians. Jacques Rousseau, and Pierre Houlette with Colonel Parker nine minutes and fourteen
2: seconds. Yeah, Harlem Heat was catching fire in '96. They were one of the most underrated teams of the year. However, and the French Canadians were an okay team, but they would always appear on like Saturday Night TBS or Worldwide or something like that. Sometimes they would catch a break on a pay-per-view too, but. Jacques Rougeau, of course, I think, was really not the same wrestler he was back in the late 80s and early 90s with the Mountie and the Rougeau brothers. I mean, he tried to think they would catch fire in WCW, and he came back only a few times, however, during his time, however, but he was never the same guy he once was, however. But Harlem Heat, of course, was always a good team, of course. They would keep that team together for a long time, and unfortunately, that would split off by the early part of 2000 when we saw uh, Big T, Ahmed Johnson come in, however, and replace Booker of course Booker then would go on to do his uh, one of his worst gimmicks I feel of his career that really just degraded him I think Heller in a lot of ways down to GI broke him but uh, he uh, definitely has had a unique Hall of Fame career and the course Stevie Ray he's been very outspoken the last little like year or so about certain things Heller and I think he talked about his uh, career what it was like back in the day in WCW.
1: Yes, uh, it was a great matchup. It was uh, two great teams
4: going at it. Uh, I always liked the uh, French-Canadians, uh, you know, if they were in WCW or they were in WWE or whatever.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: I always
1: liked them. They're pretty good. Uh, yeah. It was a pretty good matchup. Certainly. Next matchup on the docket is, Sister Sherry defeated Colonel
4: Parker by counting a minute thirty seconds. This is a filler match, I believe.
2: Yes, this was a filler match. Sister Sherry, of course, the great Sherry Martel, of course, Colonel Rob Parker. We all know about him being uh with uh the Hollywood Blondes and everything like that. Yeah, this was your bathroom break, snack break match. This was over before you can like this was almost as quick done quickly as almost as quickly as the match last night between Oscar and Dina Brooke.
1: Yeah, this is a
4: blink if you miss it, a, a miss it match, I guess. Yep. All right, next on the docket, your guy, your favorite, Dean Malenko, the Ice Man, defeated Psychosis to retain the WCW US or WCW World Cruiserweight Championship in 14 minutes and 33 seconds.
2: Yeah, again talking about the cruiserweight tower. Yeah, two great guys here, Malenko and Psychosis. Of course, I mean that's what WCW is known for. I mean they always had a lot of flair of the international variety, whether it be from Canada, Mexico, the U.S., Japan. It didn't really matter, and uh, they would always find a way to be either in the opening part of the show or somewhere on the card. How and they would always uh, go out there and steal the show. How on most shows, how and they were always fun to watch. And these two definitely put on uh, a great match, just like Ultimo Dragon and Ray did early in the evening. And just one of the uh, exciting matches of the evening.
4: Yeah, it was... Uh, re- well, anytime De- uh, Dean Malenko, the Iceman, uh, fought, I thought it was awesome. He's such a a talented uh, a guy. You know, he was uh, very technical. He was very... Uh, like, he could use so many uh, ways to tap you out. Oh, yeah. Um, yep. He was... So good. Uh, that guy doesn't get really the credit I think he deserves, and he deserves a no. lot of credit. Uh, and and uh, it was a really good matchup. Uh, Psychosis is a, a really good uh, competitor, too.
2: Oh, yeah, no like, doubt he not is.
4: saying no, that he isn't, he was. He was. He was. He was,
2: great he was cruiserweight.
4: They, they pushed, like, WCW pushed the Cruiserweights to the moon. Oh, wait. like.
2: Yeah, you no, know, Dean Malenko,
4: Psychosis, Rey Mysterio, Ultimate Dragon, Eddie Chris Jericho, like all of those guys. Yep, they all went uh, up the ladder,
2: yeah. It, like, oh they,
4: they did. They and it was fun. You know what? Most of them are are like, you know, like uh middle, middleweight or, or heavyweight
2: yep. material,
4: but they always put them to uh who's the It's like Eddie Guerrero and all mm-hmm. of them guys, like they should yeah. have been pushed to the like, heavyweight, but... They well, a couple
2: of really good that, yeah.
4: you know, WCW pushed them cruiserweights because it really did something for them.
2: Oh, yeah, and a couple of those guys eventually became world champions in their own right, however, even after holding uh, the cruiserweight title. I mean, we saw guys like Eddie and Ray Jr. and Jericho and those guys, they became uh, top main eventers, however, in big programs later on. In well, WWE,
4: yeah. WWE, is, but in yeah.
2: WCW, they were always stuck in the early part of the show where somewhere. Like and I wonder through. who
4: was uh, trying to keep them down. Was it Eric Bischoff, or was it somebody else in that organization to keep I them
2: down? I think it was someone else. I mean, everyone thinks Bischoff was to blame. I mean, I don't blame Bischoff in that regard, because I think some people would, uh, but I I think Eric
4: don't. Bischoff had a pretty good mindset. He had a pretty good, uh, like, he had a good mo- wrestling mind. He could put something to paper and put something out there. Yep. So I think, yeah, it was somebody else saying to Bischoff, don't Push these guys higher than the cruiserweight You know who I, these... I've said
2: this guy's name before. You know who I think it really was that really kind of looked them, overlooked them, and it was a guy who really had a feud with this guy too. I think it was Kevin Sullivan. I think Kevin Sullivan really never gave an eye or ear credit some of these guys he fought in ECW with too. But when he got to WCW, he would never give uh, these guys the upper card of the show. That he would always push like guys like Hogan and Nash and Luger and Sting and Savage and Flair to the moon. There was
4: more money to be made by pushing Hogan and the
2: Outsiders
4: and DDP and Sting and all those guys. Because they were were mainstream, they were like icons, you know. But if you did push all those cruiserweights to mid-card, and even mid-card, I'm not saying heavyweight, mid-card, like U.S. titles... Mm-hmm. or, you know, tag team or something like you could yeah. have made them something else than cruiserweights. They just oh, yeah. uh buried them and they kept them at the cruiserweight.
2: Yeah, uh, some, level. some of them some, all some,
4: the some. time. They wouldn't push them anywhere else. Like, no, oh, some you of, them, guys some here. of
2: them would get above that. Like Eddie would get the US title and others, like we said, I mean they would get another opportunity to hold another belt. But yeah, they would always be stuck in the early part of the show and they would just they would just sit back and everyone would say at the end of the night how our if it was like a main event with Hogan and Savage or something like that, I mean, with the, and the Schmoss, but I won't be talking about after the shows. That Cruiserweight match was so exciting. I mean, that was what uh, we want to see, a lot of Lucha Libre. That's,
4: that's what made WCW so famous was yeah. the Cruiserweight uh, Oh, big matches. time. And that's what they had, and that's what they had to, uh, you know, milk for mm-hmm. the money. They had to do yep. that. They had to milk the Cruiserweight division dry Yep. to make money, and... Yep. It worked for so long, and then, uh, like your cash cow, you you milk the cow so long, then the milk goes dry, or the cow exactly. goes dry, oh, no. right?
2: Yep, exactly, exactly.
1: Alrighty, oh, here's the match. Yes. It's uh,
4: a triangle match for the. WCW World Tag Team Championship. It went sixty minutes, eight seconds. My boys Scott Hall, Kevin Nash defeated the Faces of Fear, Ming and Barbarian, with Jimmy Hart, the Nasty Boys, Brian Knobs, and Jerry Sags in a triangle match to uh, retain WCW World Tag Team Championships.
2: Yeah, and Jimmy Hart was a busy man in '96. It seemed like after leaving Hulk Hogan, how are I going with the Giant? I mean. He had the Face of Fear and Sullivan with him. He had the Nasty Boys back with him again, like he did in WWE. The Face of Fear, of course, Ming and the Barbarian, a tough uh, bunch of uh, guys who could really give you a big fight. And, of course, the guys who came in early in the year, however, who really turned everything upside down, however, in the Monday Night War and got the Monday Night War uh, lit like a firecracker. It was Hall and Nash jumping back, however, to WCW, however, and taking uh, WWE to war and Vince McMahon and uh, showing what they stood for. And when Hulk Hogan showed up, however, which he did not show in this event, surprisingly. However, because I believe he was busy filming a movie at the time. I think it was the Muppets in Space movie, or it was maybe another movie, I think, he was doing for TNT. But, uh, yeah, Hall and Nash definitely running roughshod over everyone and throughout from the summer of 96 on. It just seemed like no one could stop them at all. They were just uh, collecting checks and just delivering on promises and uh, fans. just They were fashion uh, checks and breaking uh, necks, eh? Yeah, they were. They were definitely... Uh, Letting everyone out, however, they didn't care who they laid out, however, they said, however, if they want to fight, however, we're going to take it right to them, however, and they uh, ran roughshod over everyone. They were like a locomotive train speeding down the tracks, however, and they were running, like, bulldozing through everyone, and everyone thought, oh, we can stop these guys. Said, no, you couldn't. These guys were not here to play games, they were here to uh, just do their thing, however, and they went out there, and they didn't care if the fans liked them, they didn't care if the fans cheered them, and they just went out there and did their thing.
4: And the funny thing was, uh And and this is uh, only my opinion, but, uh, like, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, we're in WCW, they had so many failed gimmicks. uh, Well, Kevin Nash, I think, had a few more failed gimmicks than Scott Hall did. Right. But, like, they could not get nothing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Kevin Nash was Oz. Vinny Vegas. Vinny Vegas. uh, Yep the blaster or something like that. The master
2: that. blasters, yeah. That, that, master that,
4: blaster,
2: that. blaster, that's it. Yep. The, that's
4: and at all was the diamond stud, and yep. he was, uh, you know, they did not get nothing. They, they just. You I know, think every week. Nash
2: was good as Vinny Vegas. I think you start to see a little bit of the Diesel in him when he did the Vinny Vegas game. The Oscar game, I thought was kind of terrible. He never really got on. I mean, all he did was come out in green tights, wear like a wizard beard, he had Kevin Sullivan says manager, which I did not know until I just saw a highlight of it recently, and not many people knew that, but yeah, Scott Hall was okay as uh, the diamond stud, and of course he was friends with DDP, but just, they never really caught on until they got to WWE, and then by the time they left WWE to go back, however, and use their real names, and not being portrayed in the stupid gimmicks like they were before, however, they figured, okay, because how... they
4: were portrayed in, like, real life. They were just yeah. two guys, wow, it was thought that they came from WWE, E. Mhm. That they were still under contract for WWE, and uh, they came in as Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, the Outsiders. That's why it worked. Oh,
3: yeah.
4: Because you didn't have the internet, you didn't have the dirt sheet, you didn't have all that crap.
3: No, of course not. And no
4: one knew it, no one knew it. Like, Scott Hall came in, you know, he said, you know why I'm here.
2: Exactly. You know who
4: I am. Right. And everybody's like... You, your Yeah,
2: Jesus, you're showing. So, right? Yeah, you're right. You were, you were you were in the other company. You're up in New York, how? You're making. You're doing big like a night
4: before, and fucking Scott Hall comes the next night on yeah. the TV. Yeah. So it was like it was he was brought in from Vince, but yeah. And then, and the funny thing was, uh, when uh, why well, I, I seen it? Well, you've seen it too on documentaries.
3: Mm-hmm. That yeah.
4: uh, when. WWE did the fake Razor and yeah. uh, fake uh, Diesel, like uh, Kane yep. and that other guy Rick Belola or whatever. Rick
2: Bonger, Rick Bonger, Pain. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep,
4: Bonger, yeah. Uh, Kevin Nash has got all they. Uh, uh, Eric Bischoff made them sign contracts for more money because they thought they were jumping.
2: Right. Exactly. And and Kevin Ash,
4: I'll sign it. Yeah, I get uh, another exactly.
2: 100000 yeah, okay. Because Scott, like, yeah, Scott, Scott talked to Eric first, and he told him, however, yeah, I mean, I'm being suspended, I guess. However, I'm not going to be on WrestleMania. I guess they had a discussion during that whole time, however, the story goes. He goes back, and Scott goes back to Kevin, I guess, after WrestleMania that year, and he told him what Bischoff offered him, and uh and Bish, and house like how much you getting how many dates? he showed him the paper and the check and he says okay where do I sign here and he called up Bischoff. Uh,
4: well, no uh, way. Kevin Nash went to his wife. Yeah. He wanted to be with WWE. He went to Vince. Kevin yeah. Nash did for right. WWF. And, yeah. And uh, he said, "Can you match this?" And yeah. Vince said, "I cannot." He went yeah. to his wife. He wanted to stay with WWF. Yep. His wife said, I don't think so. We have a kid on the way. You're going to sign this contract. You're going to get big money that you that you deserve.
2: And you'll get less and that's
4: why. And he, that's why he signed. with. And
2: yep.
4: it wouldn't have worked, I don't think, if it was just Scott Hall and Hogan. Yeah. Like, you had to have Kevin Nash in there, too, because Kevin yep. Nash. I know people Oh, know yeah, I
2: agree. People I agree. I
4: agree. But Kevin Nash is, you know, he's an icon. He's a, you know, a Hall of Famer. Yep. So,
2: yep. They they definitely they made their they made their piece how they didn't, they didn't care how they made their piece how. I mean they came back a few right. other times so, and they showed why. But
4: you know what? Uh, because of them doing that, everybody now mm-hmm. in the wrestling business gets guaranteed money. Oh yes. Because of that. Because yeah. of Kevin Nash. They set the
2: bar. Old.
4: They set the bar. They did. They they broke history and exactly. No, you know. <laughs> well, some people realize that some people don't, I guess, but, you know, and they diss Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, whatever, I don't give a shit, because I don't, I'm, you know me, no, I'm a NWO NWOite yep. forever, exactly, me
2: too,
4: I love Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, and all those NWO guys, and they, yep. they did something for history, so,
2: yep, they definitely, uh, they definitely didn't care, I mean, like I said, and they, and they also did, of course, the infamous kayfabe moment that is still talked about to this very day, it's, Many years later, the MSG uh, farewell show, which still uh sticks in a lot of people's minds. The, how a lot of curtain people think ball. the curving call show, yeah. And you know what, uh, some people uh, get butt sore about that. You know what? Screw you people, however, you know? I mean tradition changes how sometimes you gotta get ahead with the, with the head of the curveball. I mean, they said it best how I, I mean think, I,
4: you know what, I think in wrestling right now they should have more of that because
2: Oh, I agree. We all
4: like us fans, we all know that. We all yep. know you know what goes well, especially with dirt sheets and all that. We yeah, all know yeah, yeah. that they're all buddies. They all go to the bar yep. and have a a beer, and they know, so, well, because of uh, Twitter and Facebook and all mm-hmm. that, yeah, we know that they hang out. Like you guys could beat the shit out of each other, yeah. and then the next day, it's on Twitter that they're oh, out yeah, for supper. On, and
2: back then, it wasn't. They're at day. their
4: house with their kid with <laughs> the other guy's kids and shit, and it's yeah. like
2: what? Yeah.
4: Like that's crazy. That's,
2: you know. Yep, but back then it wasn't the thing. I mean, it was just starting out how hard, and, and it grew.
4: Well, yeah, and they, they said, uh, like, Kevin Sullivan and Vince McMahon and all of them said that, uh, you know, it was really bad that they did it. But, hey, they were all buddies, like,
2: yeah, you know, Kevin Axe, care? Scott
4: Hall, Blake, uh, and Shawn yeah. Michaels. They were yeah. all really good buddies, and I heard yep. stories, of, you know, they all rode together, and they all oh, yeah. together. Oh, <laughs> yeah. They awesome. worked out, they
2: traveled, they did everything together and, and they and they wanted Sean. The C
4: D never yep. drank or did any bad And
2: I know and I know for a fact how I mean if, like I said at the time when WWE was struggling, how just to keep their heads above the water on Monday nights, how, I know if it wasn't for National Jumping, I know for a fact and I'm sure you heard the same, they wanted Sean to come with him. They begged Sean to come with him. Sean wanted to come with him. He says, Let me come with you guys or put on a word to Bishop with them me, how are and maybe I'll join you guys and, and they wanted him in the worst way, but uh they said, no, we can't do that right now. And Vince knew he had to keep Hunter and Sean together, even though uh, Hunter left left holding the bag for a good while. But they uh, did their thing in New York. They did their thing in Atlanta. like I said, they still stayed in touch. Hard, and they didn't care. I mean, they had, like I said, uh, they're still... Uh, it was, you
4: know, uh, what was it, uh... The Click North and the Click South. Yeah, basically
2: that's what that's what it was. Yeah, it was. It was the Click North and, and they,
4: Click South. And they both ran the business. Click runs the business. That's it. exactly.
2: And they did. And like I said, certain people like Brad and Those guys all got butt sore about. You know what? Like, get over it, guys. I mean, you definitely well, didn't you know
4: why because they weren't getting the money and they weren't getting the publicity that uh, they were getting.
2: Exactly. Exactly. And
4: that's why Hart, uh, Bret Hart left WWE because he was all he wanted tons of money and he mm-hmm. wanted uh, all the storylines and all that shit and yep. he said no I'll give you whatever right Mhm and uh, it goes back to you know Sean didn't want to drop the belt or Brett didn't want to drop the belt to Sean Mhm Yep you know he was leaving w- he was leaving for WCW and why wouldn't he drop the belt like because mm-hmm. we didn't want another Medusa thing of uh, yep. him drop you know putting the belt in the trash or whatever
2: Exactly yep
4: I can understand, Vince, because oh
2: yes definitely I was running
4: a company, and you were the champion, and you want to leave for another company. You have to drop the belt before you leave, because you're not with Mike company, or you at with that company.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, let me, oh, up, Madusa, let me ask you this question. You just brought up, Medusa. Let me ask you this question, and you brought up a good point on Medusa. Let me ask you this. If Vince's father was still around around that time, I know he passed away in 84, but if Vince's old man was still around around that time, the age he was at at the time he was when he passed away in eighty four and like in the nineties, how are like sixty eight, sixty nine. Do you think how angry do you think Vince Senior would have felt how are, with someone like Medusa doing that on WCW television, like on the Turner Network and Brett Jumping ship to WCW? Oh,
4: he'd be turning over well, I imagine he did turn over in his grave, it wouldn't be good. It's uh yeah. you know, you've got to stop that before it happens and
2: uh yep. Definitely. I don't know what
4: happened like uh you know in didn't catch it or didn't ever, you know, but I these people are like, well, not so now, I guess. Like, back in the day, money was an issue, I guess. Uh But now money's not so much an issue because Uh a lot of the wrestlers paid more. Nope. But back in the day, like, I heard uh, Medusa chatting to JBL, and she had a few uh, interviews there on YouTube and shit. She said she didn't have a lot of money, you know, and uh and uh like uh like Vince like uh like after she came back or or whatever, Vince like Vince paid a lot of the debt. Like Vince mm-hmm. is really good that way. Like pay the debt. If you went to Vince and you said, Hey, you know, I got like Ten grand or twelve grand in the hole. I'm in a lot of trouble. Yeah. Can you pay it, Vince? Like, yeah, I'll write your check right now.
2: Yeah, exactly. Vince
4: paid so many debts for all these guys, and and the thing is, like, it's funny because Vince gets knocked for an asshole, and Vince gets knocked as the mm-hmm. worst guy ever. But you yep. look at this. If well, if Scott Hall went rehab fuck, I don't know, 10, 15 times. Well, actually, Jeff Jarrett right now, I think, or well, he might be out, but he was in the WWE. Mm-hmm. Because if any wrestler that wrestled for WWE, if you've got a problem with drugs or alcohol, they will put you in a rehab, and they'll pay for it. Yep. And look at all the guys that they paid for it. Uh, yep. Like, so, uh, uh, Answer me this. How is Vince a bad guy? He's trying right. to take care of these guys that aren't even with WWE or WWE anymore. But right. he cares. And he says, okay, Scott Hall, he went to rehab 15 times, I think it was, or something. Yep. Sean uh, X Pac, he went yep. to rehab. Yep. Uh, you know, all yep. those guys, doesn't matter. If you ever work for WWE, you can go to rehab and WWE will pay the bill.
2: Oh, yeah, big time, big time, yep.
4: Like Kurt Angle, all those guys. All those guys went to rehab, and Vince paid their bill. Yep. And Vince is an asshole. How is Vince an asshole? He's just trying to save these guys.
2: Yep. And he saved most of them. You got to give him credit. He saved, he saved most of
4: them. Well, he saved a lot of them.
2: Yeah, he did. So, uh, all
4: right, let's get to the last match, and then we're going to do uh, some... Uh, other talk. Yes. Uh, the Giant won the Three Ring Sixty Man Battle Royal, twenty-eight minutes, twenty-one seconds.
2: Yes, and he would go on, of course, to uh, get his opportunity of going after the belt one more time. However, against Alex uh, Luger, uh, talking about guys jumping ship. However, I mean, here's was a guy who, uh, the year before, of course, jumped on the very first uh, week Nitro was getting ready to take off. However, I mean. He was in WWE like uh, Hall Nash and, and all these guys. And then all of a sudden he says, okay, I'm going to go back to WCW, even though right now the only person who uh, shows an interest in me is my buddy Sting. I mean, Eric Bischoff didn't want him. WCW really had uh, very uh, mixed opinions about Luger, the way he had left, of course. And uh, he decided, okay, I'm going to stay in WWE for a couple of years and do the Narcissist gimmick and everything. And uh, he thought, oh, I'm going to do this and that. But um just, I mean, when he came back to WCW, however, and, like I said, 95, how he thought uh, he was going to be pushed to the moon. And, yeah, he was up there with certain guys. But, like I said, however, uh, on this night, however, it wasn't to be Luger's opportunity. The Giant ended up uh, becoming the sole survivor. I mean, he was full double duty that night.
1: Should the Giant go in the... Hall of Fame uh, next year, or
2: the year I think after that, or what? I would say next year. I mean, he hasn't wrestled for a good while. I mean, he's had a 20-plus year career. I mean, I know he hasn't wrestled, I think, since earlier this summer, however, but I don't know if he's uh, finally uh, just decided to hang up his boots altogether. I mean, the guy's in his mid-40s. I mean, he has had a good career. He's done more than his fair year. I mean, i say he's 45 now. Uh, like I, and he uh,
4: went to face and heel 30 times? <laughs> at least
2: 30 times, more times than you shake a stick head, yeah. Uh, but yeah, the last time he was on TV, I'm looking here, the last time he was on TV was September, however. Was when he with had that Braun, right? With Braun, right? Right, with Braun, when Braun threw him through the cage. And uh, apparently he, I guess, needed knee and hip, I guess they said he needed uh, knee surgery and hip surgery because he was banged up pretty good. But you know what, outside of the ring, however, he's done pretty well with his life. I mean, he's peered in. Uh, movies, of course, and television, so uh, I think uh, he'll still be around. I mean, not as much as an in-ring competitor anymore, but if he wants to be like an agent or a manager to somebody for some of these guys... Or a
4: trainer at NXT. He can do, that? Yeah, trainer at NXT.
2: He can do that. I mean, people look up to him, so I think he he's done more than enough. I mean, he's won enough championships, and uh, like I said, he's been healed so many times, you don't know how many times it's been, but... Uh, He's done it all. I don't think I don't think he has nothing left to prove anymore. I don't think he has anything left to say and just say, you know what? I've had a great career. I'm done with what I've done, and let me uh, ride off into the sunset this way, Helen. If uh, you're gonna give it to me, so be it.
4: That's right. All right, we're done with the World War Three things. We are going to chat about now. We're going to chat about uh, the call ups from NXT. The women. Yeah revolution so yes. to speak. And um, I gotta say, uh, I like it. Um, you know, Ruby Riot, yep. um and uh, you know, all the girls that came up, uh Sarah Logan, Mandy Rose, um and uh all the other uh who the else came up? Smackdown yep. was, uh, so was, uh, okay, Raw was, uh, Mandy Rose and, uh, Sarah Logan, right?
2: No, uh, Sonya Deville and, uh... Oh,
4: Sonya Deville, yeah, that's right, and Mandy Rose. Yes. And then for Smackdown was Ruby Riot, Sarah Liv- Logan...
2: Liv Morgan.
4: Liv Morgan, yeah, okay, that's it, right? Yeah. So I think it's really good, and I hear, this is only a rumor, but they're going to have a Women's Royal Rumble and a Women's Elimination Chamber, and uh, I like it. I I like it a lot. I think, uh, yeah, let's do it, because you did so much in the Women's Revolution these past year, last two years, and we all talked about it on these shows. Let's do it. Let's do the Women's Rumble. Let's do the Elimination Chamber for the women. Let's show them. And they've been getting main events uh, for the last year, like Raw, SmackDown. You know, they've been doing their thing.
2: Yeah, no doubt. I'll, I'll say about the raw about the raw women. I mean, first off, I mean with Paige being back, how I mean a lot of people do not think after all the crap that's been going on in the past year, how that she's had with her personal life and everything, how out of the ring, however, as well as in the ring, how they would see her back. How um, as far as yeah, but you've uh,
4: got to let that go.
2: Yeah, I, the and stuff I, and that I, she I,
4: does in her personal life, like exactly. with Alberta Del Rio and with
2: right drugs I or
4: agree. Alcohol, whatever it doesn't matter
2: she's oh, I going I be,
4: she's going to be in the ring she's going to be wrestling so that's all that matters and i'm glad she's back and maybe she she dumped uh alberto so oh, she maybe
2: did. she didn't she dumped him she can maybe
4: she can get back now to kicking ass and you know taking names and making a an icon for her like you know and and you know what i heard but this is the only a rumor She's behind both of them. She's behind Raw and SmackDown Women.
2: Yeah, I heard that too. So
4: it's all one, kind of one faction. And that's awesome. That's kind of like an NWO thing.
2: Exactly. Like we're
4: taking over the whole fucking thing. Yeah, and
2: and that's what she said last night in her promo. I mean, she said that last night when she was delivering her promo to Sasha and to the audience. And she said how I mean, she went off script, I think, how she maybe said to hell with it. I mean, they probably told her to say, however, what to say earlier, and then she figures, you know what, if they're going to tell me to say what to say, however, I'll say it, however, but you know what, I'm going to put my own spin on it. And she did, and uh, like I said, she uh, definitely didn't Yeah, care. but
4: she's got to watch herself because she's two strikes, three strikes are out.
2: Right, yeah, oh, exactly. You're watching
4: for, <laughs> it's, 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 it's wrestling's kind of like baseball. Three exactly. strikes, oh, you're yeah. out,
2: you're, you're done. Right. You're, you're right. You'll
4: have to go to TNA or ROH or whatever, right.
2: so You're right. you better you got be careful. But if,
4: right. if, but if WWE is doing this and letting Paige run both groups on each show, yeah, I think that'd be pretty awesome.
2: I agree. I agree with you. Um, as far as uh, Sonya Deville, I mean, I've heard a lot about her. I mean, there's talk that she has a very good background in MMA and UFC, and she's very tough in the ring. And uh, she looks very tough, from what I see of her. Uh, Mandy Rose, I'm really not high on. I never have been on. Really oh, high. you
4: never been? Yeah, I know you hate Mandy Rose. I yeah, know. She, you I don't know what, yeah, she told
2: me. Yeah, I don't know why. Yeah, Mandy but you know
4: what? Okay, so she might be a douchebag on uh Diva. uh whatever that. Total divas. Yeah. But I think she's an okay. Like she's a pretty good wrestler. She's not too bad. Like no. so she's a douchebag. In yeah. life, but that's okay because
2: yeah, you're right. I mean, it'll, it'll there's take a, me a lot while. of
4: douchebags. Oh can yeah, oh, I agree. You, you, if you can wrestle, yeah. and you're a douchebag, well, there's yeah. a lot of douchebags. So right. that That's be okay, it'll, it'll, but, t- it'll
2: take me a while to warm up to her again. But well, uh,
4: you might never warm up to that's, her. That's true. Know, like, <laughs> but
2: uh, Ruby Ride I do like. I think I think Ruby ride it was is a diamond to watch for. I think she's tough as well. She's definitely gonna. Uh, make some noise! I think. You uh, know
4: what? They they did it wrong because Ruby Riot should be with Paige.
2: Yeah, you're right. She
4: should be on a Raw with Paige.
2: Yeah.
4: And uh, you know what would make the perfect uh thing? Hmm. Would be Ruby Riot, Paige, and Nikki Cross.
2: Oh yeah. That's
4: the thing That's that should have been on Raw. Yes.
2: yes, I agree. I agree. The I three definitely.
4: crazy chicks. Should have been on. Oh, uh, oh Yeah, thing.
2: definitely, definitely, no doubt. Um, as far as Liv Morgan, I've heard mixed emotions about her. Uh, a lot of people think uh, she's a goody-goody. I think uh, she might uh, a little be. I mean, how I, could
4: Enzo Amore dump
2: her? He dated her and he dumped mm-hmm. her. What the hell? I know. What's up I, with that? Uh... Well, talk about Enzo. Uh, <laughs> uh, I was gonna tell you something about Enzo in a second. That you, you're not gonna talk. Bring that up to you, uh, and then you got, uh, like I said, Sarah Morgan. I've heard a little bit about her. However, I'm looking forward to seeing what she brings to the table. So, I think it's going to be interesting to see how this uh, this whole thing goes. I think with the reason why Paige is doing this. I think they're still hoping beyond hope that they're trying to get a deal done with Rhonda or something like that, and have the four horsewomen join up with her. However, have her join a faction heart and then go up against Paige's faction, maybe at, like, say, the Rumble or WrestleMania, possibly, you know? And, uh, you mentioned Enzo just now. Um, what about this whole thing that Hideo or Tommy might be coming to 205 Live?
4: Yeah, that's, uh, that's the whole thing. Like, it's kind of crazy they're putting everybody on uh, 205 Live, trying to save it. Yeah. Uh, you know, hey, this guy's a good wrestler, let's put him on 205 Live. It's not really working. It's not helping, um, Mm -hmm. you know. And Neville's supposed to be coming back, but I don't think he's coming back to the Cruiserweights. I think he's going to be added to Raw or SmackDown to the middleweight uh, division. Right. Because he, well, he spoke out and he said, This is shit. I don't want to lose to Enzo or whatever. And he got fired or whatever. Or he quit or whatever. I don't know. Whatever happened. Well,
2: he quit because I think. Oh, he quit. Yeah, he quit because I think he was tired of Enzo's crap of Enzo burying the division and thinking it should be his own division because he has his own faction the ZO Train with Gulak and Noam Dar and those guys. The
4: Train. It sounds like a cheap porno, but. Yeah. Uh. But, whatever, yeah, but uh, apparently if, if uh, well, they say he's coming back, I don't know, we'll have to see. If Neville comes back, he's not going back to the cruise where he's going mm-hmm. to no. mid somewhere, I don't know where, Raw or SmackDown, I guess. He's going to fight for uh, the IC title or the U.S. title, but the IC title is going to be Samoa Joe's very soon.
2: Yeah, especially after he took uh, out moment last night. Seen, uh,
4: and uh, the U.S. title, I don't know where it's going to go, but... Uh, yep.
2: I mean, I'm not a fan of Elias, though, but I will say this, though. I will give oh. Elias credit last night. He, oh, he,
4: J.D., I, I, know, I with Elias. I, I know you I walked with Elias.
2: I I know he is. He's from my hometown. My cousin's met him a few times, but I will give him, I will give him some credit last night. He's from Pittsburgh? Yeah, he is. He's allegedly from Pittsburgh. Yeah, that's no joke. That's true. My cousin saw seen him a few times in person. However, before he got into wrestling, he used to be near his bar all the time when my cousin was bartending back in the day. He used to know him a little bit before he got into wrestling. Yeah, he met him a few you times. I mean, but...
4: the cousin that uh, I talked to on your show on uh, Raw Radio.
2: Uh, uh, no, I I never got a chance to get him on Raw Radio. But my my uh, cousin uh, when he was oh, bartending. I mean your oh, yeah mean, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. When he was bartending, when my cousin was bartending, he to, uh, Elias was at his bar a few times. back in the day before he got into wrestling, yeah, he said Elias was a. He was always like that. He was always very talented as far as guitar playing. He was a very good singer and everything. But yeah, I, I will give Elias credit. Last night, he held his own. Last night, and for him to go after Roman the way he did, even though he had the Mister Ross with him and everything, he, uh, I mean, for the first time in maybe a long time, however, he actually really delivered instead of a real quick, easy-peasy match, however, that's really easy and short to the point. I mean, he held his own, and he uh, gave Roman all he could handle. But like you said, I agree with you about Joe. I think Joe's coming after Roman and taking that title off him. I mean, we saw what he did last night, even though... he
4: is. No, he is, because Roman's going to get the universal title off of uh, Brock.
2: We all know that. Yeah, Uh... and I just heard something about Brock, actually. They said now uh, they don't know who they're gonna have him challenge at the Rumble. There's been talk they might have Finn Balor challenge him at the Rumble, even though I
4: heard I heard a new report that he's not gonna defend it at all. Maybe because Mm. they don't know who they're going to. uh, Like they wanted maybe well Finn's maybe out, uh, maybe John Cena or something, but Mm -hmm. uh, John Cena can't because he's
2: SmackDown. Right, right, but. uh... They did say that uh, that uh, Heyman and Brock will be on the show two weeks from Monday, the 18th, the day after Clash of the Champions. He's already been... Uh, pe- they said that he uh, Heyman, I guess, tweeted it out today and says that him and Brock are going to make a special appearance, I guess. However, the week before Christmas, the night after Clash of the Champions in Providence already at the Dunkin' Donuts Center, they're saying that uh, maybe that night they'll know where they're going, but... Uh, one thing I can say, and you definitely have to agree. I mean, this Jason Jordan, Kurt Angle thing is just becoming boring more and more every week. Oh my
4: gosh, it's horrible.
2: I mean, last night, I mean, the guys, the,
4: Jason Jordan is very talented, but his uh, promos, he can't cut.
2: No, uh, not at all.
4: A promo to save his life. He sucks no. on Mike. What they're going to have to do with him is get a manager, I don't know, Paul Heyman or somebody to talk for him. Just let yeah. him wrestle. He's a great wrestler. Mm-hmm. Um, He has to go heel or something.
2: Yeah.
4: Uh, he sucks his face. He's he can't terrible. Can't talk. Fucking nope. lick. So he needs a manager and he just needs to go out and wrestle. He can wrestle. He's a great wrestler, no doubt. Yeah. But he just sucks and he stands there and looks like a little five-year-old. Mm-hmm. stole this candy Yeah exactly kid. So he needs to go heal Or whatever or Whatever needs to be done I don't know it, I think it's going to be A, a, a mark of loss for him Like he's just going to be buried He's just going to be fucking You know Swept under the rug Because He doesn't He can't talk Like And it's funny because wrestlers They have to have They have to talk they have yep. to have, be entertaining, they have to wrestle. Yep. You just can't wrestle and go out there and wrestle, because right. you need way more than that. You, if you can wrestle, and you can't do anything else, you're not going to go very far, you're going to, you know. Yep. You have to have all that mixed up in one. If you don't have one of those, then you're pretty well up shit's Creek.
2: Yeah, oh yeah, no doubt. Speaking of shit's Creek, what do you make of the whole Braun Kane thing that's been going on, especially the last few weeks with the chair to the throat and then the body slam right through the ring? Um, I think that's
1: uh Pretty crazy because
4: both of them are, are heels, I think.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: And then Braun going after Triple H, uh, Braun's gonna go face like uh,
2: mm-hmm.
4: Braun can't be face. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's like making Triple H, oh, wow. wow. Triple H face. Like you, you can't do it. Braun has to be a monster heel. He has to kill everything that you know. He has to beat the shit out of everything that moves because he's a heel. He's a heel. He has to be a heel. He can't be a face. Look at him. He's like, so, you know, and they're saying for WrestleMania, maybe Triple H and Braun or for the Rumble or something. I was like, it's not going to work because there's two heels and uh, Triple H isn't going face. Triple H can't go face either because he's, he's too, uh, He's too
2: heel. He's uh-huh.
4: you know, Yep. Yep. So it's always uh, something. You know, I don't know why WWE tries to do this like face versus face, heel versus heel.
2: Right. Yeah.
4: You have to have face versus heel, and that's the way it works.
2: Exactly. Well, he's definitely going to be a face next week in India when he faces gender. Of course, Jinder, Of course, uh, his little flunkies if you want to call them that, or playing, facing AJ tonight in a handicap match, and your boy K.O. is going to be facing Randy, however. And let me ask you that about K.O., however, apparently K.O. and Sammy continue to uh, get a little backlash from the fans and uh, from the office after what they did a few weeks back before the Survivor Series. What do you think of that whole ordeal?
4: Yeah, i heard about that. Uh, it's, you know, uh, K.O. and Sammy are uh, pretty good uh, athletes, and they work their way up, uh they they should be superstars. Well, KO is, uh Sammy isn't I guess, but um and it's a shame he should be. They should be getting a lot more push, they should be getting a lot more uh, you know, spotlight than they're getting.
2: Uh-huh.
4: And uh sad they're not and they're you know are they going to bury them all now if they are well like this is bullshit because you know they're they're great guys, and uh they should be pushed to the moon,
2: yeah I think I mean they've done well as a team, I mean, I'm not knocking them, I think they've done very well as a team, however, and the way they've gone and changed business has been interesting. I do think one guy who could be hopefully given a big push, obviously. Is Matt Hardy after doing the whole delete thing? I think last night we saw starting to see the tease of the broken Matt Hardy. I think we're going to see him come out now. Now that Jeff's going to be out at least till Mania. but after what he did with Bray Wyatt last night, I think I mean they they've got to get behind Bray and they got to do something with uh, uh Matt. I mean I like to see him team up together. I mean even though that would be unusual, but still I mean you got to do something with both of these guys. These guys haven't done anything that much this year. Have been worth talking about at all.
4: Yeah, you're right. Uh, well, the thing is that they're going to bring in, uh, uh, like, when Jeff gets uh, better, they're going to bring him as a heel, a uh, nephro or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, uh, like, but see, the thing is, WWE and all us fans wanted a broken uh, Matt before And now they didn't do it, they didn't pull the trigger, well, they couldn't do it because of legal issues, and now no one gives a shit. I'm sorry, but no one gives a shit now, it's over. You know, like, when you light a firecracker and you Mm -hmm. want that firecracker to go off, and it doesn't go off, then you're like, well, shit, I don't care now, I don't care if that firecracker goes off. And that's what WWE is doing. Oh, well we're gonna light it off now. Well I don't give a shit. It should have been lit off three months ago or Mhm. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's how the fans are. Like light it off then. If you don't pull the trigger, don't do it.
2: Exactly. I it's, agree.
4: You know, you're blow you're like shooting blanks. Yep. It's like, hey, look at this, we're doing the broken um uh Hardy gimmick now. It's like, yeah, we don't give a shit now. You should have exactly. did it four months ago or when they came in. Right. But I understand because of the legal issues they couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. But now do something else with them. I don't know what you could do with them now, but it's too late. It's it's over. It's it's uh it's beating a dead horse.
2: Yeah, it is, no doubt. And I think uh, going into the new year, they they, they got to definitely make some big changes. I mean, the one thing, I mean, uh, we've talked about before, I think, on every show, and not just this one, but every show, for them, they've got to cut back to two hours. They've got to go back to the two-hour format. The three hours is just not working anymore.
1: Right.
4: Uh, well, I mean it's too long. It's uh, They're dragging yeah. it on. They're putting filler shit in the middle that right. shouldn't be there. It's like getting a donut with... Uh, you know, with uh banana and you wanted uh raspberry or whatever, right?
2: Exactly. Yeah.
4: know what I mean?
2: Yeah. <laughs> so ah,
4: I'm biting this donut. Oh fuck, what the fuck is this? I didn't want that. Yeah. And that's what they're doing. They're just oh, I think uh Ty Dillinger should face uh you know
3: mm-hmm. Bobby
4: Root or whatever. Right. They had no they have no uh feud, they had no storyline, but hey just Throw them together and put them
2: on the card. And yeah, and like I said, it's case in point. Fighting? like fighting.
4: There's got to be a storyline. There's got to be something behind
2: it. hmm. And like we said, and take a case in point, like we said with the whole Oscar Dana Brooke thing last night, I mean, that thing went five seconds. I mean, that was, I mean, yeah, your only woman's message. That, that was a joke. She I mean, I thought, uh, she, I thought she was going to be, sus- I thought she was in the doghouse. That's why she lost so quickly. But then you saw Paige in the, uh, whatever her new group is called, and, and Emotion, whatever it is. I mean, they're supposed to face now, next week, uh, Bailey, Mickey, and, of course, uh, Sasha, that was supposed to be last night. Now they're saying next week that's going to happen. Also, the tag match, however, involving Seamus and Zazara versus uh, uh, Seth and Dean. So, I don't know. I mean, But they definitely need a major shakeup going into the new year. I mean, right now, however, the end of the year, it, it does not look promising at this point. You know. no it's
4: uh it's pretty shitty
2: I've, yep uh... yep but yeah tonight we got uh Ruby Rye Liv Morgan and Sarah taking on Charlotte Natty and Naomi in Lexington which is where they're at tonight and then next week they're in San Diego uh,
4: alrighty well we should uh close her out and all right. uh Go we'll watch SmackDown and get ready for WCW Wrestling Revisited, or, uh, Revolution, sorry.
2: Yes, and tonight we got we got a good title match in tonight's uh, Revolution, possibly.
4: We got a trivia match?
2: Possibly, uh, we don't know yet. Uh, it could be a trivia match, we don't know yet. Um am waiting to hear confirmation on that. I have not heard if there is or not, but... There is some rumors going around. There could be. I have not heard if that has been yet confirmed or not. Who's
4: yet, going to be the, the people involved?
2: It could be, from what I'm hearing, and I'm willing to hear the confirming part, it could be myself, it could be Michelle, and it could be another person. I don't know who the third person is yet, but right now I know uh, Michelle wants a rematch against me. However, she's already demanding a rematch against me, oh, right. the AWUS title, but uh, I'm not sure if that has been confirmed yet, though.
4: All righty then. Uh, I'll say uh, the parting ways, and then uh, you're gonna play uh,
2: music, or? Yes, I got a I got a good tune for music. Yes, in fact, uh, after tonight we were three episodes away from the big 100. So next week will be number 98. This week we conclude with number 97. So take her in.
4: Alright, this has been another episodic episode of WCW-US Wrestling Revisited. I am your host, King Andrew O. GTS. By my side, my good brother, as always, J.D. the Iceman. Have a good night. Have a great tomorrow. God bless. And see you in
1: the ring.
2: Yes, and as we take you out, we're going to play a little Christmas music for you too. So here you go.
1: you You the new butler? <laughs> well, it's been a long
5: time since I've been the new anything. What's happened to uh, Hudson? I guess he's changing. Yeah, he does that a lot, doesn't he? Um, oh, I'm David Bowie. I live down the road. Oh, right? yeah. Sir Percival lets me use his piano when he's not around. He's not around, is he? I can honestly say I haven't seen him, but come on in. Come here. In. in. But, uh, come on in. Are you related to Sir Percival? Well, oh, definitely, uh. Yeah. Oh, you're not the, uh... Poor relation from America, right? Ha, <laughs> gee, news sure travels fast, doesn't it? I'm Bing. Oh, I'm pleased to meet you. You're the one that sings, right? Well, right or wrong, I sing either way. Well, I sing too. Oh, good. What kind of singing? Well, mostly the contemporary stuff. Do you, uh, do you like modern music? Oh, I think it's marvelous. Some of it really fine. But tell me, do uh, you ever listen to any of the older fellas? Oh, yeah, sure. I like, uh, John Lennon. And the other one was um, Harry Nilsson. Mm, you go back that far, huh? Yeah, I'm not as young as I look. <laughs> None of us is these days. In fact, I've got a six year old son. And he really gets excited around the Christmas holiday mm. thing. Do you go in for any of the traditional things in the uh, boy household, Christmas town? Oh, yeah, most of them, really. Uh, presents, tree, decorations, agents sliding down the chimney. What? I was just seeing if you're paying attention. Ha <laughs> ha. Actually, uh, our family do most of the things that other families do. We sing the same songs, do you? I even have a go at White well, Christmas. You do, huh? And this one. This is my son's favorite. Do you know this one? Oh, I do indeed. It's a lovely thing.
3: on bon, bon. I day when men of goodwill live in peace, Come. live in peace again. There's peace on my earth, earth. and it home. be?
1: I think that was pretty good.